Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Somebody say Wauzi. Wauzi, Wauzi. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. For in the house of the Lord there is what? There is fullness of joy. I want you to go around and give five people a high five. Five people a high five. There's a reason why we said five. Five people. Some people are taking... Double portion. Hallelujah. What a joy it is. Amen. We thank God so much for his faithfulness and his kindness. God is a good God and he deserves the praise. Hallelujah. I believe that God is doing something new in his church. Amen. Pastor Hans, nice haircut. Still powerful. I cannot help it but recognize that somebody has a nice egg as lead. Shabaya is a, a bomborific. I see a little bit of your influence in there. Amen. But what a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God has been good. Just hold the person sitting by you. Hold their hands and pray for them. Just hold somebody's hands and Pray for them. Just pray. Just talk to them. Just talk to them. Just talk to them. Just talk to them. Pray, 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 pray for them. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, pray. Patandolo boshike sandala mamosh katai andala. Blakabo shatandala mashindele bere Pray for them in the next five minutes. Pray for them. Father, we pray. For I commit Dorothy into your hands, Lord. Makabas adabadanda libo boshkete. Mention that person's name and bring them before God. Take care of the Mashandala Baba Bayanda. 
Father, let your hand be upon your daughter, Lord. Whatever hidden needs, oh God, whatever hidden struggles, Lord. I pray, my Kabanda, Release your grace and your power, Lord. Oh, just rise to your feet, rise to your feet, rise to your feet, rise to your feet. My God, in the Moshandala Mashandala Mamanaba, Miko Salama Shandala Babalaba Shandala Baba, Rabanga Mosandala Mamma, I will love you, Lord, my strength. Oh, I will love you, and I will love you, oh, Lord, my shield. Oh, I will love you. And I, I will love you, you oh Lord, my rock, oh forever, all my days. I will love. Place your hand on your heart, tell the Lord, I will love you, and I will love you, Lord, my strength, oh. I will love you, oh Lord, my shield, and I will love you, and I will love you, Lord, my rock, oh, forever, all my days, I my voice and, and I lift my voice oh to worship to worship you oh, oh my soul rejoice rejoice take joy Take joy, my King. 
of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you tonight. We come, O oh God, with a sacrifice of praise. You are the only reason why we are here. You are the reason why that we are here. No man will come to you and ever go out the same, Lord. We pray that you speak to us, O oh God, through your word. Let the life of the word change our lives and transform us, Lord. Tonight, we need your Holy Spirit. We need your Holy Spirit to divide the word of truth, O oh God, with us, Lord. That, O oh God, we, our lives will be changed and be transformed. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, let it be as we... Oh, sweet sound, let it be, let it be a sweet, oh, sweet sound in your Everything, do you know that song? Yes. Everything. Tell the Lord, Lord, you are everything to me, everything, 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 Lord, you are, Lord, you are everything to me. Sing it like you mean it, everything. Everything, 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 Lord, you are, Lord, you are, everything to me, everything, oh, everything, 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 Lord, you are, Lord, you are, oh, Everything, my treasure, my treasure, oh, my priority. Who can compare? Who can compare to you? Great is the measure, great is the measure, oh, of your royalty. Oh, oh, morning star, oh, you truly are. Sing it again, oh, my treasure, 
my friend, oh my priority, my priority. Who can compare? Who can compare to you? Oh, greater the measure, oh, of your royalty, oh, oh more star, oh, you truly are everything. Indeed, Father, you are everything to us. We bless you, Lord. You are the air that we breathe. You are the life that we have. For without you, we can do nothing. You are our treasure. You are our priority, Lord. If you have not been our priority, teach us that you will be our priorities, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We give you honor, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Have a seat before the Lord. What a joy about, you know, there have been a lot of interruptions here and there. But I started teaching us about backsliding. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Backsliding. Some of us, when we say backsliding, the only thing you think about is Michael Jackson. That's not what we are talking about. Hallelujah. You remember those days when he came on with his backsliding like that. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, Christians also do backslide. Amen. Even married couples backslide. Hallelujah. Amen. But every time that something moves away from where they used to be and go backwards, or the person actually even decides to go backwards, the person has begun backsliding. Hallelujah. And last time I was saying that if you were driving on the freeway and you saw somebody by the roadside and you make up your mind that you want to stop for that person, you don't stop abruptly. The very first time you decided that you are going to slow down, that is the beginning of your backsliding. You may be coming to church. When it comes to church, you may be coming to church. You may be coming to church more than somebody comes to church. But you have actually started backsliding and you don't know. Because it's not, not something that is abrupt. You have made up your mind that I'm not going to do this thing too much anymore. I'm not going to pray anymore. I'm not going to do, I mean, it's like you are doing it. Yeah, I mean, normal. you get up in the morning, five minutes prayer, you go, you have prayed. But you used to pray for 30 minutes. Hallelujah. So, to backslide is more or less like the person is deteriorating. You are, you are moving away from the place that you used to be. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we looked at many ways that the Bible described backsliding. Hallelujah. Then about two weeks ago, we started looking at what? The causes, the principal causes of backsliding. Amen. And then last week we had some, we had prayer. Amen. So we want to continue today. Can I have an amen? amen. Ask the brother sitting by you that have you backslidden. Ask, tell them it's just a question. It's just a question. Tell them don't take it personal. I'm just asking you a question. Don't take it too personal. But by the way, have you backslidden? What did they say? Nobody wants to admit. Hallelujah. But the very minute that you started slowing down, hey, you started slowing down. When you are, you know, you everything that you used to do for the Lord, you are not doing it with that same intensity. 
in that same interest, you are backsliding. Even though you come to church more than the other, other person, but you have also backslidden. Hallelujah. But the Lord will have mercy on us. Somebody say, mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. Mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. So we started looking at things that, you know, some of the, what, the key causes of backsliding. And then we said that number one, spiritual emptiness. Hallelujah. Spiritual emptiness. Amen. Spiritual what? Emptiness. Amen. Anything that is empty is attracted. Evil spirits are attracted to empty things. Nature abhors vacuum. Anything that is empty is filled by some spirit. Either good spirit or bad spirit. Hallelujah. But I know for sure that as Christians, the devil would like to fill us. Can I have an amen? Let's read a scripture quickly from Matthew chapter 12. Spiritual emptiness. Spiritual emptiness. Let's read quickly. Let's read from Luke chapter 11. Let's, let's take Luke 11, starting from verse 25. 23, 24, 25. Okay, so go back a little bit. Go back. When an evil spirit is taken out of a person, Bible says what? Okay, from verse 24. It says that when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walked through what? Dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he said, I will return unto my house whence I came out. Hey, do you realize that the evil spirits are now calling your body their house? Since when did your body become their house? Hallelujah. So he said that when an evil spirit is driven out of a person, the spirit goes looking for. Looking for other people to occupy. Looking for other places so that they can become tenants. But thank God that he went to some people and those people, they had no place for him. May when the devil come for you, may he find no place in you. He goes to other places because they are attracted to emptiness. Was looking for a place that is empty, but went to other places and said, I find that and he find that it swept and garnished. It's like, when he got to that empty place, the place has been swept. The thing is empty. And it's like the emptiness say that, come, 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 come. Go to the next verse, please. Then he said that, then he goeth and he taketh to him seven what? Other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first state. What do you expect? Even the one devil, one demon, when he was living in you, it was not easy. Now they are going to bring seven more. Now seven evil spirits are operating in your life. That is why your state is worse than the one before. Can I have an amen? So that if we are spiritually empty, there is nothing in our life. The word is not in our life. There are no church activities in our life. Our life is empty and it's attractive to evil spirits. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? That is why we must fill ourselves with things. Bible speaks of Stephen. Stephen was a man that was full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the Holy Spirit. When they come to you, they may say that you, you are full of Eba or you are full of Banku. 
Or you are full of kasali. It's like, what? there is nothing spiritual in you. Somebody say, mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So spiritual emptiness is a danger. You cannot be a Christian who is empty. There is no word. There is no worship in you. There is nothing. That is why we must actually get ourselves involved in activities of the church. Join the ministry so that you keep yourself busy. Only coming Sunday. I mean, this message is maybe it's not for you. This emptiness is not for you. Just coming to church on Sunday, Sunday, at least you have come on Wednesday. Get yourself busy. Find something to do. Be occupied with something. He said, I'm occupied till I come. Because the emptiness attracts evil spirits. Have you seen how when you, when you are lonely and then you are there and then, you know, you are there, you see that the devil begins to find some evil things for you to do? Because evil spirits and they like empty places. They like darkness where nothing is. They like places that have been swept and is ready for them to come and dwell in. Say, I will never be spiritually empty. Say, I will never be spiritually empty. Hallelujah. Watch out for people who are very noisy. Because the empty ones are the ones that make the most noise. So every time they are doing something, they want something. When you are spiritually mature, then your relationship with God, another person does not even know. That's the Bible says that if you do something, you know, your left, you do something for somebody, your left hand should not even know about what the right hand has done. But there are some people that everybody will know. CNN will know about it. And then the other day, this lady, this guy, this guy is like, the whole world must know about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So spiritual emptiness is one of the main causes of backsliding. Because there is nothing in you. There is no substance. There is no weight. I mean, there is nothing inside of you. That's why some people, when you are talking to them, when you engage them in a conversation, you realize that they are empty. You will see, no, they have, they have switched. They are talking about soccer or something. The gathering as you are talking, you are talking about something spiritual. Oh, you know, then all of a sudden, because they got to a point, they realized that if they don't change the meter band, it will be trouble. But when you meet spiritual people, you should be able to engage them in a conversation. There has to be something inside of you. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? How do we cause this emptiness to go away? Go into the word of God. Read a spiritual book. Listen to a message. Faith commit by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. There has to be something always going in. Because whatsoever thing that goes in, you, it will be seen outside. The way a man thinketh, so he shall be. Whatever you do is what you have taken in. Whatever you take in. If you take in a lot of the word of God, when you open your mouth, you can't help it but be talking about scripture. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. So endeavor to be involved in activities in the church. Join more than one ministry. Keep yourself busy so that Satan will not find space in you. When he comes, he should not find any space in you. He should not find any space in you. Not at all. Because the word of God would have failed you. Amen. When I take a glass that has water in it, if there is space, I can add more water. But if it's full, that's it. Nothing can. So when Satan comes, 
May he not find a place in you. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. So what is the first thing that can cause a person to backslide? Spiritual what? Emptiness. Brother wrote to me, don't stay empty. Be filled with something. Amen. Don't be filled with palm wine. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Unless somebody's thinking about it, say, be filled. They say, yes, yes. And they're thinking about being filled with palm wine. Not palm wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Tell the person sitting, I mean be filled with the Holy Ghost. Tell them, I mean be filled with the Word of God. I'm not talking about palm wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, be, have some activities. If you are here, you don't belong to any ministry, I encourage you to join a ministry. Can I have an amen? The second reason why people backslide, or the second cause, main cause of backsliding, is shallowness. Shallowness. What does it mean? When you come to midweek service, you should be taking notes. When you come and you are just sitting down, you are missing it. All the books, they are available. I'm preaching from a prophet's book, Backsliding. Very powerful book. So you can get one of the book and then go with the flow. And it, you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Occupy. As you are writing, your mind, your mind is on the word. If not, you'll be thinking about some MBA finals or some food that you were not able to devour before you came. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Are you still here? What's the second one? Shallowness. Can I have an amen? Shallowness is when something has no root. When the storm comes, a little storm, then the person is going to give us Luke chapter 8. Let's read Luke chapter 8, start from verse 11. Luke chapter 8, start from verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Somebody say the seed is the word of God. Or the word of God is the seed. Hallelujah. It said, now the parable is this, that the seed is the word of God. Verse 12 says that those by the wayside are they that heard. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Those that are the wayside. Jesus Christ was telling the parable of a sower went to sow seeds. Some fell by the wayside. Some fell what? Among what? Thorns. Some fell on the rocks and some fell on the good ground. But this is talking about the ones that fell by the wayside is the ones that received the word of God with excitement and with joy. When they come to church, they are happy. Oh, what a message. But the Bible says that the devil, immediately they hear, the devil meets them at the door and takes the word out of their heart. The word is taken out of the heart. And see, that is why you see, you see a lot of people, they come to church Sunday, Sunday, but they are not saved. Because what is the Bible saying? The Bible is saying that the devil, and he taketh the word away out of their hearts, lest they believe and what? And be, believe and be saved. So people come to church and they are not saved. Because the devil just takes the word out of their heart. So may, there are many people who say they are Christians, but they are not saved. Because they are the wayside. 
LPI now have a song. I don't want to be a wayside ground. We have to sing it one of these days. Are you still here? Is it making sense? That is the reason why somebody comes in. You can look at somebody and say, ah, but you cry. Every time you go to church, why is it that your life is still the same? Because Bible says that the entrance of the word brings light. But this is it. They are the wayside Christian. The wayside Christian that when they come, they receive the word with excitement and with joy. But as soon as they step up, the devil does not just come and take the word. He, doesn't, he allows them to take the word. Then when they go there, he, he will do open heart surgery. And he will take the word out of their heart. And then he will put it in the pocket. So they will not believe and then they cannot be saved. Tell somebody minus me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now go to the next verse. This is where we are going. The ones on the rock are they which what? When they hear, receive the word with joy. Eh? And what? These have no root which for a while believes and what? In times of temptation falls away. No roots. No roots. No roots. No roots. But how many of us see that there is no difference between the one that the devil came to take the thing away and the one that has no roots? Is it, oh, this one is a little bit better because they, they, they receive it. The thing entered their heart. The devil did not come and take it, but it still had no roots. So they are different as we are sitting here. It could be that many of us sitting here, we are the type of Christian. You are either a wayside Christian or you are the one that what, fell on the rocks. You come, you are excited. The word comes. Praise the Lord. Wow, what a church. What a church. As soon as you get out, no roots. Shallowness. There is no root. But God wants us to have the word inside of us. Because when Satan came to tempt Jesus Christ in the wilderness, it is the word that he used to overcome Satan. Because remember that Satan is not going to come like the picture that you know. He comes with black face, two horns, and then those two canines or they are pointing down. Like it's a, they look like this. You run away <laughs> by your friend that is sitting by you. Sometimes even your wife can be Satan. Sometimes your wife is the one who will come into your heart and take the word out. The things that they will do. So you, you put Jesus Christ to the side and then you manifest. Immediately after, when we started a church, there used to be something we call PPQ. How many of us know PPQ? Pastor do you experience PPQ? It's called pre-preaching quarrels. Every morning before we come to church, we'll quarrel. It's about, you are, late, you are getting late. Decide on the dress you wear. You see, you no, know, it has turned into fight. All right, now you get up this morning. You preach, I preach. You are going to take care of your congregation. I'm going to take care of my congregation. There's no time to fight. It's called PPQ. Pre-preaching quarrels. It will come because Satan wants to destabilize you. He wants you to lose your ability even to preach the word to people. You have to believe that. 
When God is about to do something good for you, that is where, you know, your closest friend or your closest, you know, the person who is closest to you will just begin to cause your heart to boil. If you don't take care, you have come to church and as soon as you, 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 you lift up your head and you see them, maybe they are standing on the stage or something, you can't even worship anymore. Mercy on us. Are you still here? Shallowness. Hallelujah. He said what? They believe. But when temptation comes, everybody would have a day of temptation. Everybody will have a day of trial. Everybody is going to have a difficult day. A difficult, it is just by, the, the, the only thing here is when it will come. Not that if it will come, but it's when. But when it comes, if you don't have root, you've that believed in the preaching. That is why, you know, sometimes somebody's sick, you go, you're encouraging them. The Lord will do it. And then they said, but I've prayed that the Lord is not showing up. Where is the word? Can I have an amen? So when we are shallow, then Satan immediately will bring up something that is going to tempt us. If our Savior was tempted, then you too, you will be tempted. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? Shallowness. Everybody would taste of shallowness. Hallelujah. You would taste of shallowness. And Satan wants to actually cause you not to have the knowledge of God. That is why you must have the knowledge. The Bible says that you should add to your virtue knowledge. Add to your virtue knowledge. Add to your virtue knowledge. Read the word of God for yourself. Listen to messages. Search the word. Read a book. Some of us, you don't remember the last time you actually read a, a, a Christian literature. If you read something, it's something else. What do you read? Somebody say, I'm reading my money. <laughs> Not counting my money. I'm reading my money and I'm counting my graphic. Are you still here or you have gone home? God wants us to be knowledgeable, to know him and know the power of his word. Hallelujah. If you have faith in God, get deep. Get deep in your faith. That's why somebody can just get up and say that, you know what, I've tried Christ, it's not working out. Right now, I've been changed. Like, one time somebody was talking and the person said that, me, um, I go to what? They mentioned a certain kind of church. And then it's like, me, it's like, I'm Chrislam. You know there's something called Chrislam? Yeah. Chrislam. They, they call themselves Christians, but they still go to the mosques. So Christian and Islam together, Chrislam. If you be hot, be hot. If you be cold, be cold. But you cannot combine the two. It's not possible. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says that my people perish because of knowledge. No, my people perish because of excitement. Because this one, they receive the word of God with joy. You see that? They receive the word what? With joy and excitement. But it is not what a man, a Christian does not thrive on the excitement. It's not about, oh, the praise and worship was really nice. So, hey, and a nice church, nice music. When you walk out of here, there is no word, nada. That's when Satan will come. Hallelujah. That Satan will come. How many of us really remember the songs we sang on Sunday? It's all gone. Very few people. The people were here. Even praise and worship leaders, they might have forgotten. 
So you, we, our life is not sustained by how nice or exciting the song is. But the word, the word, if the word was actually in your heart and the word now has root in your heart. Can I have an amen? Make sure your faith is deep. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the church. You must believe everything that they do. You must know. Why do we sing in church? Yes, church. Why do we sing in church? Why? Brother Rotim, why do we sing in church? Why? Why do you sing in church? Why do we give offering in church? If you have faith, you must understand. You must be deep in this. I'm giving you an assignment. All of you, go and find why we sing in church. Praise the worship leaders, uh, uh, choir, everything. Why do we sing in church? He wants us to praise him. And what else? To glorify God, to worship him. We were made for his pleasure. Everything about us must bring glory to the Father. Somebody said, Bible says we should enter his gates with thanksgiving and it is God's praise. <laughs> okay, come. Father, we praise you. Father, we praise you. Father, we praise you. You are done. But there is a reason. There is a reason. Hallelujah. We ascend in his worship. When we lift up worship, Bible says that the Lord, he comes down to inhabit the praise and the worship of his children. He creates that atmosphere. You must understand, why do I give my tithe? Why do I pay my offering? I mean, if you are a Christian, be deep. Be deep. Lest somebody is able to confuse you. Recently, there were teachings online that, you know, somebody says it's a sin to pay your tithe. We had a church member who put it on our platform. Say wauzi. There are certain things you should, it should not even come. If you believe, believe alone. Don't pollute others. Can I have an amen? Are you still here or you have gone home? So don't be shallow. Get into the word of God. Quiet time. Having your quiet time. Every believer must have their quiet time. Every believer must pray. Every believer must listen to, to some message. That's why we have podcasts. Can I have an amen? Is it getting too serious here? Number three. Number three. The third reason why people we, we backslide is last. Somebody say last. Last. Hallelujah. Last is a strong desire for something. You know, the dictionary say that is a is an animalistic desire. It's like a desire of an animal. <laughs> what a chalk. Anything that you have a strong desire or a passion for more than God, that thing you will backslide. It will cause you to backslide. Hallelujah. You should not have a strong somebody touch Brother Gaba. Tiredness have set in. Hallelujah. No matter how it is, you should never have a strong desire or a passion for something else more than God. Because any, some people have such a strong desire for this world. Can I have an amen? 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 10. Paul said that for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. 
Demas had the opportunity to be preaching. I mean, he was supposed to be a partner with Paul, going about preaching the gospel. But as the guy had the love for the world. So people are not people. You can be coming to church, be doing all that you do, but still have the love and affinity, a strong desire for the world. For Demas has forsaken him, having what? Love this present world. And has this departed unto what? Thessalonica. That means that over there, it looks like there were some things in the world that was there in Thessalonica that the guy loved. That's why he went. Hey! He loved the world. Anything that you have a strong affinity for, it will cause you to abandon your Christian work or your service unto God and go after that thing. Some people have strong affinity for l'argent, money. Say, oh, pastor, you know, one time one brother told me that, you know, in my workplace, only me, if I'm not there, the work will not happen. I looked at him and I said, hey, the day they will fire you. I said, the day they will fire you, 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 you realize that there, there are other people who can do the same thing. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? Strong affinity. Some people have strong affinity to get married in such a way that they will do everything to be married. After they marry, they would have some people have a strong affinity for green card that it will create a path for them to do some things, and after that, they would have dropped <laughs> their Christian work. It is that dialing some numbers. Can I have an amen? Anything that you have so animalistic desire for, you, you have a strong desire for women. <laughs> wow. If you don't take it, some people have a strong desire for food. When they see food, that's it. Even if they are full, they will create some space. One brother, after he went to the restaurant, he got up and he did this. He said he wants the food to settle so he can add some more. What a shock. Because once he has seen the food, whether he's full or he's not full, he has to put it down. Can I have an amen? Demas forsook the ministry. Having loved the world, had a strong passion, had a strong desire, has a strong longing for the things that were in the world. And that thing will cause men to backslide. We have to come to a point in our life that we must trust that God can take care of us. That God will supply. Hallelujah. You must come to that point that God is capable of taking care of you. When it comes to the ministry... And when it comes to working for God, you must come to the point and believe that God will take care of you. Because if not, bills must be paid, the cares of this world, of course. Give us First John chapter 2, starting from verse 15. Hallelujah. 
My God. The guy was supposed to go with, you know, Paul preaching. You know, very experienced preacher. Somebody, everywhere he went, he was doing miracles, doing this, writing scriptures. But he had a strong desire for this world that he abandoned. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You can never say that you love God if you have a strong affinity for this world. Have a strong affinity for the things that are in the world. People come to church, but when they walk out of here, they're a different person. Hallelujah. You have no business going to the club. You have no business hanging around with people who smoke and do all sorts of things. People who love themselves and then they are into the club. Listen, this is where we must come to. Our Christian walk is a lonely walk. It's a lonely walk. It's really a lonely walk. There are certain friends that they have to go. They, I mean, you, you have to be separated from them. You have to be separated unto God. Because if not, you'll be coming to church. You know, so be careful and be watchful. You come to church with some people, but when you walk out of here, you are all different. You must be able to draw the line. Love not the world and the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. The lust of the flesh. Animalistic desire for the opposite sex. Can I have an amen? Do you know that sometimes you can actually create, you can create lust? Do you know that? Because lust is actually a desire that has been fed, extremely fed. You have a desire for something and then you continue to feed it. A man who decides that all that they will do is to watch pornography. Oh. Or listen to some musics that, you know, turns you on. You, within a matter of time, you'll be full of it in such a way that you will sway to the world. That is why when somebody becomes a Christian, your goal and your purpose is to cut a whole lot of things, the things of the world, you have to cut them away. Can I have an amen? The pride of life, becoming somebody in this life, that when they see you, people realize that, yeah, you are the God. That's why politicians, they are not able to tell the truth because they have to lie their way up there. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. I'm not saying that you cannot be a politician. But I promise you, you will tell lies to get up there. The pride of life. Bible says that all these things, the last of the eye. Hey, the last of the eye. Have you ever seen somebody's car pass by you and you turn and say, man, this car is nice. How many of us have had that feeling before? It's just always, yeah. But listen, listen. When it, you are ready, the Lord will give it to you. Don't let that be. Somebody's main goal is that this is what I want to. The very day you drove that car off the parking lot, the price goes down. If you return it, it's not even worth that same amount. But our love should be in God. Can I have an amen? Our love should be in God. Hallelujah. Because this God that we serve, God will take care of us. Can I have an amen? God will take care of us. A strong last 
last will create a path for you. He will create a path, a wrong path for you. The Bible says that we should trust in the Lord and he will direct our path. Because anything that you have a strong desire will make a way for you. It will make you to do, take decisions just to satisfy that strong desire. And that is how come that many people have fallen. That is how come that many people have given themselves to the wrong people. Somebody's strong desire have to marry by the end of the year. You see that the person who has come, you know that this person is a liar. And you look at them telling you lies and say, yes. I want to marry. I want to take you to the sky where only the two of us will be and the angels will surround us all over. Then you two, you have believed it. Then you say, yes, yes, yes. What a shock. I say, what a shock. Psalm 37. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant the desires of your heart. From verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. As we delight in the Lord will grant the desires of your heart. God will grant the desires of Whatever is in your heart, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Be about your father's business. Be committed to what your father wants you to do. He will grant the desires of your heart. If God is not going to, he going to cause people to give to you, he will cause you to find it. But in the right way. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Can I have a big amen? amen. Hallelujah. Tell somebody that I will not last. Tell them I will not last after bad things. Do you see that? Delight thyself in the Lord and what? He will what? Give the desires of thine heart. Give us the next verse. Quickly. Verse 5. He said that. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall what? Bring it to pass. Commit your way to the Lord. The Lord. This is it. He will bring it to come to pass. I see the Lord bringing it to pass in your life. Whatever you have been designed, the Lord is bringing it to pass. You just delight in him. As you have come and you have come to sit here and you are waiting upon him. Keep on delighting in the Lord. Keep on desiring the Lord. Keep on looking to God. The things that are ahead of you, it is not much for the Lord. It's not much for the Lord. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Give us verse 6. The next one. Give us the next verse. Is that it? And he shall what? Bring forth thine righteousness as the light and thy judgment as what? The noonday. It shall come to pass. I said, it shall come to pass. I said, it shall come to pass. Can I have an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So last is a strong desire and that desire must be killed. Anything that you so much want, kill it. Kill it. In the book, Bishop talks about one day he saw a, a, a snake in his garden, a baby snake. It was like a worm. As he was going, I thought about it. This thing, if I don't kill it now, it has the potential of coming to kill me. Because, you know, there's a saying that the serpent Adam did not deal with in the book of Genesis. By the time he got to Revelation, it has become a dragon. Because when you get to Revelation, it talks about the great dragon. It talks about dragon. The, Adam did not deal with it in Genesis. The thing grew up. By the time you got to Revelation, it's now a dragon. If you couldn't kill the snake, the serpent, now that it has become a dragon, it's not something that you can kill. You have to kill it now. You have to kill it now. 
You have to kill it now. If it takes that, as I told you one brother came to Bishop's office. Say, Bishop, I have something. Else. He said, I want to be castrated. He saw that the thing is becoming like a dragon. So he said, I want to be castrated because I have this animalistic desire for women and I want to do the ministry, so I want to be castrated. <laughs> now, castrate me now so that I can do the ministry. <laughs> that should be our approach. Kill it now. Kill it now. Kill it. Kill that desire now. Kill that pain now. Kill it now. 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 Don't wait for tomorrow. Can I have an amen? It has to be killed. Hallelujah. Because lust also can lead to corruption. You get corrupted by lust. You are no longer able to do the things that God wants you to do. Can I have an amen? Second Peter chapter 1. We can also read that from James James chapter 1 from verse 12 down. Let's move on because we are running out of time. Number four. The fourth thing that causes us to backslide. So what is the first one? Spiritual emptiness. The second is what? Shallowness. The third one is what? Last. And last is actually a strong desire. We are going to conclude. The next thing that causes us to backslide is bitterness. Bitterness. Somebody say bitterness. How many of us have eaten sour candy before? That thing that you put in your mouth and all your muscles on your face begin to be rearranged because the taste is not right. Bitterness. Bitterness. Bitterness is offense that did not heal. That is why you have to be careful when you are offended. Because if that offense is, does not heal, it becomes bitterness. And then when somebody is bitter, one of the strongest reasons why people leave churches, people leave relationships, is bitterness. One of the main causes of divorce is bitterness. Because in 1935, he did this. 1936, 6 a.m., he did it. 1948, he did the same thing at the same time. As for this one, I can't, I can't forgive. Then it builds on. It builds on. It builds on. But understand that one of the sure ways the devil uses to eliminate you is through bitterness. Offense. The Bible says that offenses shall come, but woe unto him through whom offense will come. Can I have an amen? So bitterness, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Give us a verse quickly. It says, lest any root of bitterness springs upward to trouble you. Bitterness, it grows. It grows. It's what? Offense that is growing. Then it begins to get root. When it gains root in your life, you are done for. It's like somebody who has diabetes. When you're diabetic, when you get hurt it, and it doesn't heal, you end up that your leg or something, that part of your body is cut off. Every time somebody offends you, guard against the point where you'll be amputated. And the only goal is that when you are cut off, when you are cut off, you only become a prey to the devil. 
There are many people out of, you know, hurt or offense who have left the church. And they are struggling. They are struggling out there. Hallelujah. So it is it's so important that when you become bitter about something, you, you really need to come and confess it so that you can be healed. Can I have an amen? Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. If you get offended in the church and you do not heal, it makes you bitter and gradually, gradually you will exit the door. Hallelujah. That is the main reason why. And when they come, they tell you that the Lord has spoken to me. Say, the Lord has spoken to me. Bishop said that one time, one brother came from another church, came to his office, said, oh, the Lord has told me to come to your ministry. He said, oh, apart from the Lord telling you to come, what else? They were also, oh, the Lord, they said, no, no, no. Apart from, I know the Lord has told you to come and join our ministry. But in addition to that, what else happened that you left the church? So, there was a little bit of trouble. Hey, when I get here, it looks like I get a little bit of feedback. Are you still here? How many of us have been bitter about something before? Charlie, ask for healing. Ask for the Lord to heal your heart. Ask the Lord to heal your heart. That's what I'm saying. That one of the sure reasons why married couples separate, they backslide from each other. It's like one is going this way, the other one is going that way, is because of bitterness. They were not able to deal with their offenses. Hallelujah. In, a, in marriage, a marriage is just like a school. If I came and I'm supposed to, you know, like, as our sister has put these scriptures on, on the board, you, you have to have an eraser board or something to take it off. Because when you come back, the slate has to be clean so that you rewrite what the next verse that is coming. Why not if I say put Revelation 3.20 right now? She has to take this one off to be able to put another one on. But offense that gets into bitterness is like, what you wrote on the board last week is still there. And then she's going to put another one on today. Then tomorrow, someone, everybody's writing on the board. It comes to a point that you can no longer even read. So the person gets to the point, they are sitting in the church, but everything about the church or everything that happens in the church now irritates them. And gradually. So as Christians, we must have an eraser in our hand. Every time, married couples, every time before you sleep, you have to take the eraser and wipe the board. So that by the morning, you'll be able to put what you are doing in the day. Because if not, yesterday's thing, 1964, they did this. At 25, they did that. 2018, January 1st, they did the same thing. All of that is on the board. And the worst of it all, November 5th, they did something again. So from the day they married, all the way to all of that. LP Nana, is there a way you can scramble the board with scriptures? Like put another one on top of if there is any setting. You realize that what happens is that some people even come and sit in the church. Oh, they come close but they have made up their mind that I will not even read. I will not even bother. That's the couple that becomes roommate. I'm not even going to bother. I'm not even going to bother to wipe on, you know, do anything. So they are there. At the end of the month, they put their rent on the table. 
and then they are gone. Everyone must learn to have an eraser in their hands to wipe the board. Wipe the board clean. No matter what has happened, no matter how the preaching is, no matter how the thing was said, listen, you must learn to wipe the board. If not, you will backslide because bitterness will cause you to die. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Are you still here or you have gone home? I heard a story about one sister. She got hurt on her wedding day. You know why? Because she said that the pastor rushed through the vows. Say for once. She was three hours late. <laughs> the thing that was supposed to start at one, she showed up at 4 p.m. And she expected that they would sing all the three hymns they do everything. They say that, it's my day. It's my day. The pastor should not rush through my day. It's my day. It's my day. It's my day. So she got hurt. Oh. She got hurt. Gradually. Gradually. She was just cut off. So watch the thing. The church is a place that you will be offended. Somebody will say, my preaching. I'm telling you, I am your private offending machine that you have taken onto yourself. Because the word of God is supposed to reprove. The word of God is supposed to chastise. The word of God is supposed to correct. And then we don't accept correction so easily. Sometimes when somebody tries to correct you, you feel that the person is talking to you anyhow. It is the word of God. Can I have an amen? So when I am hurt, listen, last time I was saying that, you see, I have come to the point that when my wife cooks a food and I know that there was an issue before, the food tastes different. <laughs> yeah, you must have those taste buds. I go straight to his honey, Charlie. What's that? What's what's going on? Because the thing, no, something is missing. When you go to bed and you see that they've pulled the comforter and they are faced the other side, you know that something is happening. Take, try and see. Try and see. You, you show you the potential difference. Take your eraser. Take your eraser and begin to start cleaning the slate. Did I say something wrong? Wipe. Did I do something wrong? Wife, clean the slate. Because if you let that thing linger on, the next time you realize that the person is no longer sleeping on the same bed facing the other side, they are sleeping in the hall. The next time you see they are sleeping in their car. Watch out, melancholics. The next time you see, as you are walking in the house, you don't know what's going on. The next minute, you, by the day you come, they have packed their things they have left. Clean the slate. Are you still here or you have gone home? I say, are you still here or you have gone home? Remember, the slate has to always be clean. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? Wow. Nobody must attempt to get married unless you have learned how to forgive. You have no business. Listen. You have no business marrying if you don't know how to forgive. Nana, 
If you don't have, you don't know how to forgive, you have no business marrying. Because the very day, first honeymoon night, so I'm tired. All these wedding activities up, they will put the comforter. Say, hey! What a shock! If you don't take care, that's where your offenses will begin. But make sure you have Tylenol and water. Always at the best side. Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. So unforgiveness, eh? unforgiveness. Try and learn how to forgive. That they said this, I did not like it, but still. Because let me tell you, you see, a lot of times, eh, whatever happened, the couple, they have separated. One of them has moved on. The other person is still holding on to that. It's like cancer. Sometimes you have offended somebody. You said somebody, the person did not like it. And the person has moved on. They don't even know. You know last time somebody was saying that, you know what, I didn't do this because of the way you said it. Then I asked them, how did I say it? They couldn't tell me the way I said it. Because the way me I said it, I said it. Because that is how I would say it. So the way you said it. I said, how did I say it? They could not tell me how I said it. And so, because then I told them that when you are dealing with me, I told you what I think and I moved on. But if that is what, how you are going to stay in relation to me because of something that I said, then me, I'm free. Oh. When I see that, I say, oh, how, how are you doing? And you, you greet my hands, but when you, go, you do your head like that, you can have muscle pain. Because the person who offends you a lot of time, they don't know they have offended you. Like your, your, your wife has cooked food, you came to, you know, when, when, as you came in, you didn't feel like you were hungry, you just took a bite or so. You know they spent three hours to cook the food. Hey! That one! <laughs> you see, it has become a problem. A big problem. Meanwhile, you do, it's just that Maybe you, dr- you kept drinking coffee. Sometimes when you are stressed out, you lose your appetite. Yeah. Or something going on in your life. So as a result of that, and now the whole thing has become like a beast in the house. You must kill it. Immediately explain, apologize. And you know what? Work was so much that I just lost my appetite. But you know what? You keep the food. At dawn, then you get up, you sneak in. Whether you eat it or you throw it away. By the time they'll get up, the thing is gone. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to remain in the Lord, let go of your heads. If you want to remain in the Lord, if you want to stay put as a Christian, let go of your heads. No matter who has hurt you, no matter what has been said, that makes you feel that you have been hurt. You have to let go. If not, you are backslidden. When it comes to pastor and church members, that is the it, and especially pastor and wife. 
If my wife is offended, she cannot receive from me. And if she cannot receive from me, she has no business sitting here. She has to find another church. Right? Yeah. Because I am not helping her to grow. I'm not helping her to grow. Do you know one of the most difficult things to do is to teach your wife how to drive? Hey, guys. Teach your own wife. Aha. Yeah. Sometimes you get us, ah, are you trying to kill me? Said, why am I trying to kill you? If I kill you, am I going to have a husband? It's one of the difficult things to do. When it comes to teaching your spouse how to drive, let somebody else do. Save yourself that headache. Because you are going to teach more drive. If you don't take care, you will not eat. <laughs> to take away your bread. Small, small conflict. It has taken away your bread. So, let somebody else, Brother Bright, call Brother Bright. Call Brother Bright. He's a gentle guy. He will teach the driving for you. Yeah. If you want to stay in the Lord, let go of your head. Can I have an amen? Because if you hold on to your head like that diabetic person, if a wound does not heal and then it stays like that, it only makes you that a point comes that you'll be cut off. You'll be cut off. You are cut off. Hallelujah. I want to encourage us to all tarry. If you have been offended by me, I'm sorry, but you must learn to stay. Yeah. If I, if I have offended you. Hallelujah. But learn to stay. Learn to stay put. Because if you allow yourself to be cut off, God has something for you in this church. You must believe it. God has something for you in this church. That's the reason why he has brought you here. And that is why you are part of the underground church. Hallelujah. And I tell you, help us. Hallelujah. You will develop what we call staying power. You will develop what is staying power. You will not backslide. You will be there. Remember that it's not the way you start a race, but how you finish because many are called, few are chosen. And it says that the first shall be the last and the last shall be the first. We should not be spiritual, 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 spiritual. We are the ones saying, no, we have a grace upon our lives. Then we'll be there. And then when we are just about to finish the line, then out of hurt or bitterness or something, you don't make it. And somebody that used to be some way, they, mom, they have come and they have crossed the finish line. It will be so painful. Hallelujah. It will be so painful. May the Lord give us the grace that we may be able to say and tarry. Shall we rise up to our feet? Father, we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. We have two more points. Ask the Lord to help you not to be shallow. Ask the Lord to help you not to have spiritual emptiness. Ask the Lord to take away every lust out of your life. Anything that you so strongly desire more than God. May he take it away. Father, we thank you and Father, we bless you. We yield ourselves to you. We yield our hearts to you. Thank you that you have loved us. Thank you that you have been a good father to us. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. We ask, oh God, that help us heal our hearts, Lord. Heal our hearts, heal our hearts. Father, I pray for any hurt hearts, Lord. Anyone that is hurt in one way or the other. 
heal our hearts, Lord. Give us the staying power. Give us the grace, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, O oh God, may it be that we will be restored. Let the Holy Spirit restore us. May the Holy Spirit restore us. You are the healing Jesus. Not your Holy Spirit away from us, but restore unto us the joy of our salvation. The joy of our salvation. May the enemy not be able to take the word out, Lord. But help us. Help us, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just place your hand on your heart. Wherever you are, place your hand on your heart. And ask the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your word. I pray for my heart. And I bind every satanic forces. That will try to take the word out of my heart. May I not be a wayside ground. May I not be a rocky ground. But may I be a good ground. May this word yield fruits. May it help me, Lord, to grow and to stay in you. May I abide in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Belrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.